Welcome to Too Smart for This, a podcast dedicated to knowing better and doing better for ourselves and others, hosted by me, Alexis Barber. In this show, we invite real people and experts to share their stories about how they navigate an ever-demanding society and talk about the personal decisions we make from career to health and wellness. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Too Smart for This. Today's episode is with Kiara Blanchett. I hope I pronounce it correctly, but she is a 22-year-old Canadian content creator, author, wine brand owner, and she also has her own planner that she created. She has done everything from interviewing tons of incredible women like Jen Atkin and Dua Lipa, building out her own editorial brand, and also published two poetry books by the before she turned 20 years old. She has done a lot, and we talk about her entrepreneurial ventures as well as how that led to burnout for her and how she uses meditation to combat that burnout and build her own life now. And we also get into a little bit about about manifestation and everything that she does on a daily basis to go after her goals. And I'm so, so grateful we got to chat. Definitely like take a listen, share if you're interested and follow her on Instagram and listen to her podcast called 20 Nothing. So talk to you soon and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to chat with you. How are you doing today? I am good. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I mean, I recently started following you on Instagram and like not only are you gorgeous, but you have a ton of really cool projects going on. So I really wanted to, you know, get to know you a little bit better. So could you just like introduce yourself for anyone who might not know you? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Kiara Blanchette. And I, it's kind of hard to answer the question when people ask me what I do, because I am like a multi hyphenate do a lot of different things. It's really just like what I'm most passionate about at that time. So I am an entrepreneur, journalist, author of two books of poetry, one that was an Amazon bestseller. Um, What else? I am a podcast host. I have my own line of wines. I created a goal setting planner called the Opulent Goal Planner. And I'm definitely forgetting some things, but we'll probably get into it later. (laughs) This is like, you're really doing so much. And I'm so impressed, first of all. Um, I don't even know where to start. But like, so you're, you're pretty young and you live in Canada, correct? Yeah, I'm 22 and I live in Montreal, Canada. Amazing. Is that where you're from originally? Yeah, that's where I'm from. Amazing. Love to see it. So I would love to know, I guess, about your best-selling books, like what got you into poetry and what made you, did you publish them yourself? Did you have like a publisher? Like what was that process like? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's probably like a good place to start kind of. I um, have kind of always just been a self-starter and somebody who Um, just kind of is very creative and likes to create things and set big goals for myself. I was on Tumblr in the like 2012, 2015 area. That that was when I was in high school. Um, And I was on Tumblr and I was really into it. And there were people who were 
poets on Tumblr who were um, publishing books and they were in their 20s. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And so I was like 14 or 15. And I was like, I'm going to publish my first book by the time I turn 18. That was the goal that I had set for myself. Um, and I just, I that was my goal, but it became like a background goal. And I just kind of learned to write and discovered my my talent in writing and writing poetry. And I was writing really depressing, angsty poems and things like That's that. That's so cool. I mean, I, it's also, I mean, self-publishing and like doing it on your own is a big step in its own right as well. And it seems like it was like pretty successful. So I'm also wondering, you said you have the line of wines. Mm-hmm. Did you start that all on your own too? Yeah. So my first book ended up being published on the day of my 18th birthday. So I was able to like cross that Yay, off. You got your goal. I did Love that. It. Um, and then my second book was published um, through kind of a different means on the day of my 19th birthday. And when I turned 20, I was like, am I going to like go for go for another one? Um, but I actually was running a digital uh, lifestyle like editorial outlet called Pure Opulence. And that started right after I graduated high school. I was like working this office job and I kind of wanted like a passion project. And I wanted to be blogging and be interviewing people. Well, I wanted to be blogging and I wanted to be talking about myself, but I didn't think anyone would care. Um, So I thought interviewing people was a lot cooler than just talking about myself. So I found local women in Montreal who were entrepreneurs who I thought were doing really cool things. And I reached out to them and asked if I could interview them. And so I was like running around, like meeting people for coffee and interviewing them. And then I started reaching out to women outside of my circle, outside of Montreal. And I reached out to Jen Atkin, founder of Way, um, and Huda Katan, founder of Huda Beauty. And those two ended up saying yes. And that's kind of when things kind of blew up and took off for me um, because they shared on their on their Instagram and on their Twitters. And that drove an insane amount of traffic to my to my website. And so I kind of started to build up the whole women in success interview series. And now I've interviewed over 400 women. I've interviewed women like Dua Lipa um, and some other people over the past like four years or so. So interviewing became really like what I was doing for a really long time. And I had a lot of success with that, but I was kind of feeling like, I had a passion for beauty and I had a passion for skincare and I really wanted to um, kind of show that somehow. And so I was really passionate about beauty and I kind of wanted to be creating beauty content, but I had too much on my plate. So I started to find like small micro influencers and bloggers from Instagram who were kind of writing about beauty. And I pitched them this unique idea where I was like, if you want to have a blog, but you don't want to deal with the upkeep of having a blog, of a blog, we have like this unified blog system between all of us. So it was a group of 50 um, like small bloggers and micro influencers that I got together to write for my platform. Um, I didn't have any money to offer them at the time. So I created something called the editor's closet And basically that was like all of the free product that I was receiving from brands and PR. I created a digital portal 
that was password protected. And on the side of my writers, it looked like an online shop that was password protected and everything was free for them. And they could pick up to three, they could pick up to three items at a time. And there's like good stuff in there. There's Mac, there's Fenty, there's Dior. So like it's Candyland. Um, they could pick up to three time up to three things at a time. Those things would be sent to them. They would review them on my website and then they could request three more items. So it was just kind of like this review system where they were getting free product and I was getting content for the website and the brands were happy because their products were being talked about and reviewed. And I was running that all on my own for like a year of content every day. Like 50 people are sending me articles. I'm editing all of them. I'm doing all the graphics for all of them. And I'm also coordinating with brands and stuff. And it was so, I just got overwhelmed and I got burnt out. And I just stopped everything for like a year. I just didn't, I couldn't do anything anymore. I like was working a normal job. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Um, It was just too much for me. And then honestly, the pandemic was really when things kind of like, I guess that boredom kind of ignites something in you um, and makes you want to, I don't know, be creative or do things. I don't know if you felt the same way during the pandemic. For sure. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think that like starting in the pandemic, I mean, uh, six months ago, I didn't have any followers. Like it was Mm -hmm. completely different. Like, but being able to like channel my energy somewhere is really important. And I can imagine for you that after doing like multiple different entrepreneurial ventures at such a young age, like even though it was really fun for you, it was overwhelming. And it's like, where's the time to live, you know? Yeah. So and and it seems like it was not only like your own ventures, but you were building a community of other people and had to be sort of responsible for that, too. So where did you get the courage to it seems like you were like a self-starter and reaching out to a lot of brands? Like, where did you get the courage, bravery or like whatever to reach out to people like Jen Atkin or like create this micro influencer editorial hub and like reach out to those 50 people? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I don't, I never think of it that way. Like it was just something that came really natural to me. And I was like, this is what I want and this is how I'm going to do it. I never really had that thought. And I also, honestly, I think it came from, I used to my, my office job before I started doing my own thing, um, was I worked at call centers. I worked at, um, like credit card processing call centers, sales call centers. And those were, those are horrible jobs. Like I don't wish that upon anyone ever. Um, But you're making like 400 calls a day on the dialer and they tell you it's a numbers game. They tell you, you knock on 400 doors and 10 people will say yes. And that's kind of the approach that I had. And it, you build up such a resilience to, being told no 400 times a day, basically, I that's probably where it comes from. Built up this resistance to to rejection in that way, where I was like, it's not personal, like it's it's a numbers game. That's really what I told right. myself. It's a numbers game, and so I, that's what I did with my interviews, right? Like for every Jen Atkin who said yes, there were 30, 40 um, other people who who said no. You know, before I got Dua Lipa, so many other people said no. So. It, it really like I say it's a numbers game that's really just what it was um just kind of, of learning course. to be resilient and to cast a wide net um 
because I knew what my vision was. So I was like, all right, if I, there are people out there who will want to be a part of this. There are people out there who will want to be on my podcast, who will want to be interviewed, who will Mm -hmm. want to work with me on this project. Like, I think it's really just like having that resilience and not being afraid to hear no. Absolutely. And I think that's something people are so afraid of is that like rejection, like who's going to say no, like it would just be so embarrassing, but it's like life really does just move on. And so um, I find it like very impressive that of course you did all this work, but as you said before, you got burnt out from it. So what do you think was the main reason that ended up happening to you and how have you recovered ever since the pandemic started? Yeah, this is something that I've like experienced in cycles, honestly. And it's something that I kind of do to myself. I get so wrapped up in in my work. I'm very passionate when I'm when I'm working on something. I have um, like I wasn't very, very good in school, not because I wasn't smart, but just because I have a really hard time applying myself to things that I don't want to apply myself to. And in school, I was like, this is what's the point of this? Like, this is not what I want to, what I want to do with my life. Like, why am I learning this useless information? Homework Mm. assignments. (laughs) I was like, this is useless. Like, this is literally work. I'm like, I'm putting in work and this means nothing at the end of the day. And that just didn't sit well with me. Um, And that's why school, school's not for everyone, honestly. School didn't sit well with me and that, that I have such a hard time. I'm like, this is useless. I'm wasting my time right now. I could be making something that matters. <laughs> it's horrible to say, but that's honestly how I felt. Truly. And um, <laughs> and sorry, I just I got wrapped up in my hatred for school. I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> you're good. You're good. So you ended up. So we were talking about burnout. Like how that happened. Oh, yeah. You said it happens in cycles. Yeah. So with my work, it's like. I no one really can make me do anything I don't want to do or am not passionate about but when I'm passionate about a project it's my book it's my project I will give 147% of myself to it and so a lot of times I don't know how to stop I don't know how to put the pause on it because I know like the more I put in the more I'll I'll get out because I'm I'm investing in myself so it's kind of hard when when you are your own um your own business you are your own you can you're like oh if I pump myself for more creativity I'll get I'll get more so I should do more and I have a hard time putting the the pause and being like well if I don't stop I'm gonna get I'm gonna reach a point where I can't continue and that's Mm -hmm. not good for anyone so I've kind of started to look at it differently and try and see how I can change um those those cycles those patterns Absolutely. It's hard to break when it's like so ingrained into who you are. And so like taking that moment to do self-reflection is so important. So then what exactly would you say you're focused on right now? Um, so my focus right now has been on social media. Um, I, throughout the pandemic, kind of realized my value that I provide to brands as a content creator and have been putting my energy into that because that's honestly where I've noticed that I'm appreciated. (laughs) Um, And honestly, like, that's something that I, that's like a piece of advice, I guess I would say is like, go where you're appreciated. I found like, I put so much time and effort into 
into building my editorial platform and it taught me so much. I, I don't regret it at all. Like I learned so many lessons from, from doing that, but I wasn't, I wasn't getting the output compared to the input. I was giving it more than 40 hours a week and was definitely not getting a, like a livable salary or wage or anything close Mm -hmm. to it at that time, you know, and I was still working a full-time job and I was going to school and it was just like, I was just giving all of my energy and not getting anything back and it paid off in the end. But at the same time, like I'm realizing that there's, there are so many other areas where there's so much less um, friction, I guess, or like resistance. That's the word I'm looking for less resistance. Um, And I think you just build that up over time where you're like, Oh, I finally am in a space where I know how to navigate it and I'm not being met with so much hostility but that, I think that also might have come from me being so young in rooms where I was always the youngest person and kind of not having, not being met with the nicest energy from people around me as well, potentially. Absolutely. That makes total sense. I mean, so now that you are focusing on social media and like content creation, how do you like, do you yourself pitch to brands? Is that what you're focused on? Or are you all also interested in that editorial, like writing content for brands, that type of thing? Like, I'd love to know for all the people who are out there who are interested in this industry, like what a week in the life might look like for you, which of course they can watch on your YouTube channel, but I'd love to know <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So I've added YouTube to the, to the list of ventures just because I just like to stay creative and video and super passionate about, but my weeks in terms of work really look like I'm trying to be a 360 um, in terms for brands in terms of my approach. So one way is working with brands on sponsored content for my Instagram. I have, I work with an agency now, which it took me a few years to get to the point where I could have an agency who, um, who's taking care of the management for brands. So they pitch on my behalf. And when I receive emails from brands, they're also like fielding those emails for me and negotiating for me, which like takes a lot of stress off of me. Um, so that's one way that I work with brands. I'm also working behind the scenes with a few brands, um, helping them with social media strategy and content creation. Um, so I'm doing copywriting for a few different beauty brands on Instagram, um, helping them write Instagram captions and things, and also helping them create content for their own socials. So um, content for, for their brands want to be on Instagram reels, for example. So I'm helping brands make Instagram reels because they, they don't really know how to, to do that right now. Um, things like that. And then I'm also occasionally writing articles for magazines or doing takeovers for brands or magazines. Um, so it's really just an all around approach of working with brands on my end, working with brands behind the scenes on their end, and also creating content, written content story takeovers and things like that as well that is so cool honestly um very impressive of course so um a question I might I have for you that I like to ask everyone that comes on is what would you say is the most life-changing thing you've learned in the last year we are coming up on a full year of the pandemic and you said prior to that you're pretty burnt out so what has been your biggest realization since we've been all staying at home mm-hmm um, hmm, I would say, 
probably patience. I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned. I mean, does it have to be career or does it, is it just? Oh, like, no, it general? can be literally anything. Self-love, boundaries, any of it. Um, career is not necessary. Mm-hmm. I would say then the biggest thing that I've learned in the past year is probably um, being with myself, um, learning to love myself, learning to like have an appreciation for myself and not constantly uh, I'm very hard on myself I'm somebody that holds myself to very high standards as you maybe can tell Um, and so sometimes I forget to just like be proud of myself and soak in all of the amazing things and the accomplishments and I think that was a big thing that happened last year was me kind of changing the way that I thought about it I went from being like I need to do more 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 to be like whoa, I've done a lot. Like I'm going to step back. I'm 22. I like have my own wine business and a planner and I podcast and all these things. And like, I've, I've done a lot. I can chill. We're also in a pandemic. Like it's okay. Um, and that, that was big. I think like having everyone else slow down kind of, it didn't make me slow down. It kind of made me speed up. I was like, oh yeah, like I can, if this is a race, I can get ahead if everyone's slowing down, which is, I think my, my thought in the beginning. Um, and now I don't feel that way anymore. Now I'm like, oh, I can, I can chill. Just chill. Absolutely. Rest <laughs> is a form of, you know, of, of growth in a lot of ways. And we, in our culture, at least here, at least in my experience, it's been like, you need to get as much done as possible, but you've already got a lot done and like, you should be celebrating yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Is there anything you do like on a daily basis to sort of like bring that out within yourself and like remind yourself to do those things? Yeah. I started meditating every day. um, And that was something that's been crazy I started doing that around Christmas time and every day for the past two months now I've been meditating every day for like 30 40 minutes which is like a pretty long meditation if you're just getting into meditation I follow a guided meditation and it's made a really a really big difference in just like how I feel and my energy I've gotten really into the idea of of energy like what I put out there what I'm how I'm waking up Um, I realized that a lot of times I was kind of talking myself into this bad place because I was telling myself that I wasn't good enough. I was holding myself back. Um, And then when I started to discover more self-love and more like taking time for myself and working on my energy and having good, good energy, that's changed everything for me. I'm like, I know that I will be better and grow by giving myself love not by tearing myself down if that makes sense that is beautiful I feel like you put it so well it's like you put tearing your building yourself up not tearing yourself up um that sounds it's it's absurd I mean 30 minutes of meditation it's so hard for me to like sit down and meditate because I feel like I'm a go 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 person as you said um what made you decide to choose meditation over like some any other form of like self-care well I struggle um with chronic insomnia for the past 12 years now I've had I've had really bad insomnia and, and I've tried I've tried everything and I really was like I can't just say yeah I've tried meditation I really need to like give it a full real shot 
Um, and so I decided to go for it. And the one that I listened to tells you to listen to it every day for 30 days. And so I was like, all right, I'll chat, like, I'll do this every day for 30 days. And I just noticed I, my energy was so much lighter. Like it changed so much for me. I just Mm -hmm. felt like there was this light aura around me and other people started noticing about me too. Like friends of mine were like, you have this sparkly bright glowing aura around you and I'm like I'm meditating I'm gonna keep meditating and wow that's um inspiration enough for me to give (laughs) meditation a real true try because to hear it works so well for you that sounds beautiful I'm a huge fan so um another big question is when do you think you had the realization that you were in control of your own life um, I would say, again, in the past year, something that um, has made a big difference. I don't do you believe in manifestation? Uh, yes, I'm trying to get I'm trying to learn more about it. It's just really hard to understand with astrology, too. But like, I love oh, yeah. manifestation. Yes. So I'm really into it. And I've been into it for a long time. But I like, I go in and out of it. And then in the past year, like, and I've noticed times when I was I I put those two hand in hand meditation and manifestation. So like when I'm meditating, that's also like my manifestation time. It's like literally just directing my energy toward the most positive, toward the best outcome, toward the things that I believe I -hmm. want to bring to myself, which is just good energy, good vibes, good things, health, et cetera. Um, so for me, like when I'm meditating, I'm just kind of keeping that in mind when it comes to like the energy, but I've noticed such a huge change over the past year, just in how I, how I think about myself, how I talk about myself and the way that things have opened up around me as a response, like the world really responds to you and your disposition. And it's like, it's true. How do people kind of expect to be bringing this negativity every day and then expect to be rewarded it's like mm-hmm. I think you you change your energy things will change around you and I think people are just like it sounds too easy but I, yeah. I think that that's literally just what it is it's like change your energy you just you start to look at things differently it's not even just um I think people think like have this weird idea of manifestation where they're like you just call something to you and it shows up but it's really like how you're looking at the world every day when I'm like waking up, I'm choosing to see the best. I'm choosing gratitude. Um, I'm really choosing to feel happy and grateful with everything that I have. And so everything just looks brighter and sparklier. Nothing even needs to change at that point. Right. Like I'm just waking up and I'm happy, happy for my, my mom and my boyfriend and the things that I have to have a home, to have a bed, like, especially in these times like this, like, with everything that's going on in the world and the state of the world, I feel like it's kind of, it's easier to look inward and to be like, I am just so grateful for what I, what I have. And you just kind of start to go through the world feeling, feeling lighter, feeling better because you're like, why am I harboring all this negativity? Of course. And I mean, the way our society is, is structured is where the negativity sort of wins, you know? So what for you got you into manifestation? How'd you learn about it? 
Um, I found out about it when I was when I was a kid, honestly, and that was something that I thought I think I like read the secret when I was like ten no or way. something. Um, I I was really into nonfiction when I was when I was a kid. I used to order um like Yale textbooks, and that's what I would read in <laughs> class. So I got in trouble in school for not reading because I was reading college textbooks instead of my textbooks but I was like well this is where the knowledge is but they didn't they didn't care Mm -hmm. um um, I I don't know I just was really I thought it was a really cool concept and there was so much speculation around it like what is this is it real is it and now as I've gotten older and I've just seen the way that I use it in my life and how like my energy has changed I'm like I don't really care if people think that it's not if it's real or not real like that's on them like that's for them to discover in their own life right. I for myself have found like it it works for me it's something that has made my life exponentially better I don't see any negative side effects to it um, I'm not entitled in my like manifestation I'm just kind of like this is where I'm at in my life I think that these goals will come true for me because I've put in the work it's just like things like that like I'm not expecting anything to come to me I put in the work every single day but I'm also like direct the energy towards that and I direct the energy towards it as well I think that's really all it is I think people get too like caught up in buzzwords and trying to I don't know over yeah trying to prove things when I'm like I think it's just it's just energy I think it's just yeah, what, I mean, what you hold around you. Yeah, of course. And it's choosing to be intentional and focused on something instead of letting the world happen to you, you know? Yeah, exactly. I agree. I love that. So um, you do that with your meditation, which is amazing. And I'm wondering also what your goals are. Like, what do you want to do next? Like what you, you're obviously very young. You don't have to have a crazy answer, but like where, where do you see your life going? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the last um, thing that I did was, was the wine. Um, And that was really just something that was, that was fun for me during the pandemic. I love, I love wine. Um, A lot of people call me Me Kiara Rosé. It's so (laughs) So, cool. Yeah. So I basically like reached out to a local vineyard and I was like, I want to collaborate with you and kind of make wines that I like really stand behind that I love. And they'll be like my perfect dream wines. And I made those. And then I started to, I came up with the the packaging entirely myself. So I went with the frosted bottle. I designed the logo, the label, and I like just put all of my whatever into it. I also I was at a point where I was starting to have a little more like money to play with as well and I was like oh I can like start businesses and do fun things like I that's kind of like what I think is the most fun thing to do with your money anyway is to like get creative of course Um, yeah so honest like that's that's why I want to like be rich I just want more money so that I can make new things like that's what I that's what I love about like yeah yeah, I don't know you just want to like be able to create and the amount of like resources and opportunities that are just available for people who have money like it's like you're not even more creative you just have money that's it (laughs) period uh, yeah period (laughs) that's that's pretty much it it's really it's not lack of creativity It's, it's money I honestly just my goals hmm 
what are my goals? I really just want to create as much things as possible. Like that's really what I feel like my my purpose is, I guess. Um mm-hmm. and I think maybe it freaks people out because I'm young and I'm like, this is my purpose, this is what I'm here for. And people are like, what do you mean? I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I feel very strongly that I I'm a creative person who is meant to create in whatever form I want to experience. I want to play and experiment with all of the different mediums. I want to learn how to paint and I'm learning bartending right now. That's my next thing. That's so cool. I want to learn that so bad. For Christmas, I asked each of my friends to get me a different, their favorite bottle of liquor. So like I have a friend's favorite gin and a friend's favorite mezcal and like Every time I like make a drink, I'm thinking of my friends and their favorite liquors. That's such but a good I'm like idea. learning how to make different cocktails. I just want to experiment and have fun in my life. That's literally all I want. Like freedom, freedom to create. That's that's kind of my that's thing. That's beautiful. And I think it's so good that you've identified this goal and that you've stayed ambitious and you didn't get you didn't let that happen. Like I recently had someone DM me and she was like, I think you hold yourself to way too high of standards. And I was like, uh, not, I mean, like maybe for you, but like for me, I'm a young person who knows what I want. And it it's similar to your goal, which is I want freedom. So it's, yeah. I'm, I mean, to be young and to be passionate and ambitious and excited and want to, and know your purpose is a really beautiful thing and just shows other people they can do so too. Yeah, I think the thing that's changed in terms of like being too hard on myself was there's nothing wrong with being ambitious. It's just like, don't do it to the detriment of yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And there was a point in my life where I was just so hard on myself where all of my friends were like, yeah, it's fine. Like, you don't need to push yourself so hard. And I, Mm -hmm. I felt like my all of my worth and my weight was tied to how productive or creative, especially like being the youngest person in the room. Mm-hmm. I definitely developed a complex of like wanting to be like the the child prodigy person I think mm-hmm. um where you know it was kind of like everyone was like oh look at this girl and she's 18 and she's published how many books and she does this and this and this and I I, I think I thrived on that and so I pushed myself so hard because I needed to be the most accomplished 18 year old in the world and now I don't feel that way anymore I'm like I've I've done enough I'm good good. and now I'm like I have freedom to create like when I started my YouTube I'm not putting pressure on myself for that to be the next big thing I'm like here is your creative space to have fun and I'm not putting pressure on myself there to um hit a certain amount of subscribers or or anything like that just because I know that there's a difference between having a healthy fun creative outlet and just kind of pushing yourself for the next thing and kind of stretching yourself too thin so that's honestly something that's that's changed a lot for me is just how I see how I see the goals that I'm pursuing and why I'm pursuing them yeah, you said it so well that like push yourself. There's nothing wrong with being ambitious until, but don't like kill yourself doing it. Like don't disintegrate. Yeah, while you're going after those goals, I think that's a beautiful thing for us to 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 wrap up with. So I love to do a a quick rapid fire questions for you to end the episode. Are you down for that? I'm down. Stunning. Okay, the first thing is appetizers or dessert? Dessert. 
Um, Instagram or TikTok? Instagram, definitely. <laughs> Favorite TV show of all time? Ooh, of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm always rewatching Gilmore Girls. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm always rewatch. Like it's my comfort show. So no, I, I need to watch. My mom loves it. You haven't so seen it much. No, I started it, but like, um, my mom loves it so much, and so I know I will love it. But I'm also I'm in that phase where I'm like, it's really hard for me to get into a new TV show, um, unless I'm in like mm-hmm. the very correct, perfect mindset. You know. I know what you mean. I yeah, I'm not like a n- new TV show is harder for me to get into, but Gilmore Girls is like a comfort watch for me and then mm. occasionally I can dabble in other things. Desperate Housewives also is a classic so and one of the good. best of TV ever made. So probably Desperate Housewives. Maybe. I love Desperate Housewives so good. Okay, next one is what is your favorite podcast? Mm, favorite podcast is probably um forever 35 i really like that podcast um two best friends talk about skincare they i just like relate to these women so much both of these women are like in their late 40s early 50s and like for some reason that's exact like i just relate to these women so much Mm, i love that for you (laughs) i'm i'm with you on that i relate to older people a lot too yeah stunning okay so then most important self-care practice I'm gonna say meditation I'm gonna say everyone should be meditating and also therapy everyone should try therapy in their life I'm with you on that okay the final question is finish this sentence with something you want young people to know you're too smart for you're too smart to let your fear of failure stop you from trying beautiful that was amazing thank you so much where can everyone find you if they want to keep up with you yes so you can find me on instagram at kiara blanchette I also have my own podcast called the 20 nothing podcast that Alexis is going to need to come on. Oh my God, um, sounds amazing. <laughs> and, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And now I'm on YouTube. So Yay. I make YouTube videos now. Kiara yes. Blanchette, you can subscribe to me. Huge fan. It's a lot. Yeah. I am about to start my own YouTube channel this week. So looking forward oh, I can't to wait to watch and subscribe. Yes. You know, I love a good week in my life vlog. So super excited. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Too Smart for This podcast. Be sure to leave a review if you liked it. It takes two seconds. And follow the show on Instagram at Too Smart for This Pod. Check back every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes. And make sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Alexis Barber for more content about lifestyle, health, and career. And don't forget, you're too smart to not love yourself.